All right, everybody, we are back. This is Terrell Cummings and Dane DeMeo on season two, episode 24 of the Always Relevant podcast. Dane, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Same old. How about you? I'm doing all right. Hanging out, as always, having good times. And uh, Dane is operating from a Mac today. So you know, yeah. the experience was like to go through some change and adversity. He's in a little bit different location, but we're figuring out we're making it work. It's all good. Man, dealing with adversity on my day off, it's rough. All right, we'll figure it out. It's supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be a Tuesday. So we Taco Tuesday here. So we're looking <laughs> forward to it. So we'll get into it though. How are you and how are you really? I'm going to start it off. How am I? As always, I'm doing all right. Um, nothing crazy or whatever. How am I really? Busy and getting ready for the trip to Florida. Going to a doctor's appointment today, taking the little one to a doctor's appointment, doing all this work, trying to do some research for the podcast. The other stuff going on, and we're flying out for Disney on Saturday. Still have stuff to do. I'm glad Elena's kind of with it as far as getting the kids packed. I still have to buy more clothes. So overall, I'm okay. It's just getting busy. It's getting real. And this trip's going to um, be fun, but I think emotionally draining. But that's how it's going to be. So, Dane, how are you? How are you really? I'm good now. Plane ticket prices went down a little bit, so – the boys are coming into town, as you know, in the nasty May 6th. Big birthday. That's right. right? So my 40th birthday. I'm looking forward to it. Dane's coming to town. DJ's coming to town. Some other friends are coming around. And uh, it should be fun. It should be fun. So we might try to have a, a special episode uh, during that weekend. I don't know if that's good or bad or smart. Either way, it might be happening. So I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, so if you're out there, right now is the time to check ticket prices. These same tickets I was looking at was 600 700 bucks last week. Got 378 to Cincy out of Philly. Uh, but Weeby got 271 from Dallas to uh, Cincy. So right now is the time to buy if you're looking to buy. How am I really? Uh, I'm good. I've accepted the fact the Blue Jackets are done. Uh, I have accepted the fact that the Cavs are done. Their season ended with Rubio's ACL. They haven't been the same since. And uh, we'll get into the Browns thing. And then, uh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> But overall, I am happy, though. Bengals making moves in the offseason. Bengals spending money. We are not using that here in Cincinnati. We've got three offensive linemen that bulks up their offensive linemen. Should be great for protecting Joe Burrow. Great for Joe Mixon running the ball, which is even more important. And um, Bengals fans are looking forward to the season for sure. Let's see what's hap- what happens. So, yeah, we're going to keep this move because, you know, what I forgot to do. That's what I was going to do and I didn't do. Start the stopwatch. I'm going to start the stopwatch so we can stay on schedule. Um, but we're going to get into mix up with Lee. Lee is sticking with the Irish whiskey uh, theme for this uh, this group of episodes, this month of episodes and everything for uh, mix it up with Lee. So this one's called the uh, Cameron's Kick. So you got two ounces of Irish whiskey, uh, one ounce of lemon juice, one ounce of orgeat almond syrup. You can combine, shake, and strain, and then garnish with lemon twist. So pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Dane, I think you and I can even make that drink. So um, that's good. I have to try it out um, and go from there. So, so I'm not much of a, a whiskey drinker, but if Lee says it's good, I trust his judgment. So because he knows better and better than I when it comes to mixed drinks. He's never led us astray on a good drink. I'll try it. That's very true. That is very true. So look forward to that. Look forward to trying that. See how good that is and everything. Um, 
This week, next segment, restaurant of the week. I went to a place um, called the Oriental Walk. We were celebrating one of Atlanta's friends' birthdays. It's on Buttermilk Pike in, Land, in Lakeside Park, Kentucky, basically right across the river from downtown Cincinnati. Um, you know, it was a good time. It was a pretty big restaurant. Uh, they had great service. The um, the person there, I mean, he was on point. He was with it. He had our drinks there on time. He had, um, you know, our waters there on time. He had our appetizers there. He was on it. He was clearing plates on time. He did awesome. He did a great job. The food was good. I mean, it was just regular Chinese restaurant. But I mean, I thought overall it was solid. It was definitely above average as far as, you know, Chinese places and everything. But the crab rangoon was good. had real crab in it. You tasted it. It was solid. It was good stuff there. Everything was hot. Everything was made the way it was supposed to be made. And uh, we had no complaints. Like I said, good food, good service. Met the owner. The owner came out. He brought a bunch of hats to help celebrate Katie's birthday. So that was good and everything. And uh, we had a good time. And I recommend it. I'm on board with it. And I would definitely go back. So. Uh, that's how I got the restaurant of the week. Um, Dane, I think, you, well, you said you went back to Red Robin, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to give a shout out to Red Robin again as the place to call out because I went to it again because it's Get Big 2022, and I got the exact same thing. It was just as good as it was the week before. So <laughs> get the Red Robin. I recommend it. Because I'm going to go to Red Robin sometime soon. Hamburger. Yeah, go get your big hamburger and then go get on that bench press. Get that jalapeno burger in you. Get those steak fries. Get big. <laughs> get big. Sounds good. I'll have to try it out at some point in time for sure. So uh, one of the things we do want to go over, though, is Dane this past weekend, he decided to go to the New York Red Bulls versus Columbus Crew soccer game in NYC. How was that, man? Yeah, man, it was a good time. I haven't been to an MLS. I actually can't remember the last time I've been to an MLS game. last soccer game I went to was with you guys before – Cincinnati was actually in the MLS. Right. Yeah. It was so, the year they actually went. So, yeah. So it was Sunday, two in the afternoon. You know, not a lot going on. I asked Jackie, I said, You want to go to the soccer game? She goes, Absolutely not. That's where I draw the line. So I was like, <laughs> So I got on my phone and, uh, you know, seeing some VIP tickets pop up, bought a VIP ticket. Looked like it was right down there on the, on the field. Uh, it's actually in Harrison, New Jersey, is another reason I went. So you don't have to deal with the chaos of New York City. Mm -hmm. New York FC actually plays in Yankee Stadium, which is the Bronx, which is a nightmare to get to. But the Red Bulls actually have their own stadium, Red Bull Arena in Harrison, New Jersey. Lovely neighborhood, I might add. Don't stay out too late after dark. But the afternoon game works out well in Harrison, New Jersey, right next to Newark. If anybody knows New Jersey, they know, uh, know what that area is like. But, uh, hey, it was a good time. So it's so funny because we were talking about this, right? And you've seen the picture. Right. So I bought these VIP tickets right there. And when I finally got to my seat, because nobody could get me in my seat, which is a whole nother story. Uh <laughs> I'm sitting right there, you know, you know, I'm larger dude. I got the I got this huge Columbus crew black hoodie on, right? Mm -hmm. Fanatics brand sitting there in my championship hat. And I'm right there in like center court, and there's nobody else there. I'm like in this out sitting right where they take the ball off of the uh off the the thing, you know what I mean? So I'm taking all this in. I'm sitting there and all the Red Bull fans are behind me. And there actually was crew fans like there usually is at East Coast game because everybody moves out here for work, whatever. Right. And there was a bunch of them up top. But I was like, you know, I'm not sitting up there with them. I'm staying down here on the padded seat. 
right there in the action. I mean, you lit. I could have reached out from my seat and like touched a player. You know, I mean, that's how close I was. Yeah, so. I definitely saw how close you were. You were definitely like field level and everything. It was pretty cool. Oh yeah, man. It was. You know what? I had a good time. Now, like you said, we were kind of surprised about the attendance. Like, uh, pretty empty arena, right? Uh, right. I mean, the lower bowl, there was a lot of people, but there's nothing in the upper bowl. The arena is actually huge. I don't know what the capacity of it is, but uh, it's a nice place, right? And uh, it's fairly new, too. You know what I mean? Like, right. it hasn't been there that long. And uh, But it's so loud. Like, I don't know how that few people make that much noise. So over there on the, where the Red Bulls kick the goals, right, there's a drum. And if you've ever been to an Indians game, you know the guy plays the drums, boom, yep. boom, boom, boom. This was like boom, 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 boom. Whole game, whole game. <laughs> They're going crazy over there in that, what I call the end zone, but was actually there. Uh, it'd be like where the dog pound is in Cleveland. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the yeah, yeah. Got the thing right down there by their goal where they go to score in the second half, right? So, you know, it was hype. And then uh, <laughs> it was so funny because – like they scored and the place went freaking nuts and there's this red smoke going all over and nobody can see for the next freaking, you know, 20 minutes of play because everything going on and everything. So they're like partying. Like it's weird because soccer is like weird other than other sports. You get the energy from the fans, not right. the field of play. So I'm watching the ball go back and forth, back and forth. The fans are going nuts. I'm still into it. You know what I mean? Because everybody's so crazy, right? <laughs> so... And it was so awesome because obviously the crew are having a good season. I think they're third on the ESPN power rankings. They look good. Uh, so they're in extra time, right? And somehow the ball breaks loose, right? And I'm watching. I think we're going to lose. You know, I'm sitting there. I'm watching and going down there. And, uh, man, boom, 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 scored. No time left. That was the yeah. time. Just ruined the party. The whole place went quiet. That's like all the players run over there and jump on each other. So they're still undefeated right now. They're two zero and two. Right. So great start for the crew. I got. I, I didn't know there's some neat things. So I seen the worst mullet in the history of mullets. I swear to God, I thought the Tiger King was playing for the New York Red Bulls. It was awesome. That's <laughs> what he said. Yeah, I think he so, said a picture of that. We'll we'll try to post that on on Instagram. And yeah, get, we got talk about worst it. mullet ever. It was, it was crazy. I thought Tiger King was playing for, uh, you know, and then there was this annoying family that came down in the second half, right, and was sitting in my area, kind of ruining my mojo here. I'm chilling, you know, relaxing in my seats, and a family comes down, and then a ball comes at me. I'm like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always like, oh, man, like, baseball, you know, like I'm, I'm past it. I don't want to be around the ball. This thing comes flying at me. Right. So this dude jumps off. He's like an older guy. You know, he's got his kids there. He's all excited. He runs. I wanted to just spear him and show him my kind of football right there. Just like, damn. And I almost crossed my mind because he's right in my way. He was being obnoxious. You know, whatever. I, was free. I mean, I almost took him out, man. That would have been great for the camera. I was just, boom. Just take him out old school style. If I was behaving myself, so when he's rolling around the ground for the ball right in front of me, I just let it go. Right. But I do got to call the Red Bulls out for one thing. And this is what made it kind of feel kind of minor league in a way. Right. Right. My tickets say go in the VIP gate. I go in the VIP gate. They tell me, oh, you're on the other side of those seats. Your VIP seats are on the other side. Right. Right. They said, we'll have someone escort you over there. Like, well, we don't have anybody escort over to go over the gate over there. So I walk over to the gate over there. Guy goes, you're not supposed to go in. You're supposed to go in the VIP gate. Well, they just sent me over here because I said my seats are over here somewhere. Right. He goes, oh, okay. all right, go ahead and go in. 
So then I go in and go, I couldn't find because the VIP seats have like their own special entrance, I guess, over here, but I couldn't right. find it. Ask two people, well, you got to go upstairs. So I go up the stairs. That's how you get to every other seat other than the VIP field seats. Right. Ask two people, go over here. The game's already 10 minutes in, go back. Finally, I go, this guy looked like he was important with the Red Bulls. And I give him some credit because he did get me to my seat. Right. I said, where are these seats? I keep getting sent all over. So he goes, oh, geez. He goes, here, I'll walk you down. Here's your VIP. I said, I know him. I keep getting thrown all over the place. Like, what the heck? I'm on VIP seats. And I'm getting treated like crap. I must have been because of my hoodie. I go down. They take, <laughs> they take me. And, I, you know, like I said, I'm by myself. And then I get down to the VIP. This is where it gets even crazier, right? So now I'm walking the VIP seats. And I'm right at midfield. But I'm on the other side of the midfield, right? Right. So I go to get into there. And then they tell me, oh, you can't go through here. I was like, that's it. I go, that's why I told them. I go, I'm sitting wherever I want at this point. I don't care. I never actually did get to my seats. So I think, I think that's actually worth mentioning. So I had the VIP seats on the other side of the camera. And I have sitting in the VIP seats on the other side. Crazy. Oh, okay. Chaos. But other than that, it was a good time. I highly recommend going to a game if you want to take in some soccer. Help me get my mind off of the Browns chaos. Uh, watch what Jimmy Haslam's actually good at, which is managing a soccer team, it appears, and that's where maybe he should stay. Hey, you know what? I want to give a, a little shout-out to the beginning of the season because FC Cincinnati took a huge L to um, Austin FC at the beginning of the season. Well, they're now 2-0-2. Two, two, oh, two. So two wins, no draws, two losses. So, you know what? I'll tell you that right now. It's better than I thought it would be right now at this point in time, but not that far back from the Columbus crew. It's still early, but at least they got some wins. We just scoring some goals. I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm actually playing around with going to the crew in Philly in two weeks. Uh, we'll yeah. see how that – that's on a Saturday. That's hard for me to make work, but uh, it's possible here. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna. I'm sure we're gonna. We'll make a. We'll make an appearance at an FC Cincinnati game sometime. I mean, what Red Bull Stadium has twenty five thousand seating capacity. FC Is that all it was? Yeah, FC Cincinnati Stadium says it's like twenty six thousand or whatever. But I mean, it's still good. You know, good size and you know with the seats and everything. I mean, it, it's a pretty nice stadium. So let's check. Yeah, it out. I'll tell you what, man. But if you can get them VIP seats right on the field, that's the only way to watch the game. And uh, you know, these guys are quick, dude. I, I'm not gonna lie, they move pretty oh, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, man. So, all right, thanks for that experience. I said we're gonna post pictures of that. On our Instagram, probably should have done it already yesterday, but it's all good. We'll get out there sometime this week, and everybody get to see the experience that Dane had and his uh and his mock VIP uh VIP seats. So <laughs> yeah, and Harrison, New Jersey. Like if you go there for a game, you're not gonna hang out outside the field like you do at other places. You go yeah. to the game and you leave. <laughs> so that's it. So, that's it. Oh, that works. All right, today our main topic is undergraduate majors that earn the highest and lowest salaries within five years of graduation. So kids, if you're going to college and you're going to major in something, don't just major in these random majors that Dan's going to get into later on. There's certain majors you should go for if you want to get paid. If you don't I'm the poster child for this. So yeah, if, <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to get paid, then do whatever major you want. It doesn't matter. So Dan's getting those, some of those crazy majors, those fun majors or whatever that they're going to get into in a little bit. But if you're looking to get paid, my suggestion would be to become some type of engineer because as far as top 10 undergraduate majors um, overall that, get, that will pay you the most money within five years of graduation, 
You see the top 10, they all range from $62,000 to $74,000. So starting at the top, computer engineering, and then going to chemical engineering, aerospace engineering, electrical engineering. Within the middle of that, you have computer science, which will get you a median salary of $70,000 within five years of graduation. Um, industrial engineering, mechanical engineering, miscellaneous engineering, civil engineering, and general engineering. So kids, I hope you're good at math. That's definitely needed to be an engineer. Uh, if you wanna get paid within five years of, um, of graduating college with your degree, get a degree in some type of engineering or computer science. Dane, thoughts? One thing I would say is I, 15, 20 years ago, I'd have said, yeah, engineering's a for sure thing. But now engineering is something that can be done anywhere, right? They can engineer yeah. in India. They can engineer in Pakistan. They can engineer anywhere in the country. Uh, really, when I thought about this, like, you know, we'll have some fun with it in a minute. But what I really thought about was you really need something where you work with people, right? Right. You don't really want to pick something that can be done out out of office basically sure. like picking something that can be done in another country picking something you don't have to be present for really i think a lot of the stuff is obviously engineering numbers is good but i think dealing with people and having jobs dealing with people is the way to go so you know because like i said if, you know engineering obviously it's important but how many of these companies are doing all their engineering in india right so that's true two ways, no, that's different ways to look true. at it yeah it does definitely something to think about you know, especially in this new post-pandemic world of, you know, people working from home, people working remote, you know, it's just a more of a regular thing. So, yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from on that and, and, and why that may be as far as doing that. So, no, I mean, that, that completely makes sense um, overall um, as far as doing that. So, but like I said, by the numbers, you want to be an engineer? I mean, there's going to be a lot of competition for it, for sure, you know, especially from those other countries because the, the work from those other countries are going to be, probably less expensive than what's here in the United States, you know, at least as of right now. So, um, you know, that, that's going to be the, the one issue you're going to run into, but you also have a degree in whatever type of engineering that it is or computer science, computer science. I mean, that's another one where there's probably a lot of competition for it, but you know, that computers and I, you know, technology and everything that's not going away anytime soon. So, I mean, it's going to be around. Like when we were talking about the Bitcoin, what did we say was the number two mining cryptocurrency country? Kakistan and there ain't no way in hell I'm living in Kakistan so no. that's why I said you gotta just you gotta remember think about your job and think about if it's somewhere they can take it somewhere else so yeah just something to look at nope agreed agreed so now we're gonna look at the 10 worst um degrees to have uh well I guess I won't say 10 worst but the 10 degrees that will get you the lowest south lowest median salary within five years of graduation and the and this was the this article that we're getting from, from CNBC.com, and it's it was done as of February of 2022, so it's pretty recent. So, I said these range from 32000 $32, dollars a year annually to thirty eight thousand dollars a year annually. And to put that in perspective, if you work at the minimum wage, a typical minimum wage around what is the minimum wage? Is it fifteen? Is it fifteen dollars? No, it's still seven fifty. Still seven fifty. All right, so that's not even saying that. It hasn't changed since two thousand nine. Okay, so if you were to make fifteen dollars an hour, that's going to basically get you a base salary of right around thirty one thousand dollars, between thirty one thousand thirty two thousand dollars a year. So, 
so that's going to say if you have a degree in family and consumer sciences, that's roughly about $32,000 a year. Uh, general social sciences, performing arts, social services, anthropology, early childhood education, uh, theology and religion, psychology, liberal arts, foreign language, English language, any, oh, kind, yeah. of, any kind of miscellaneous biological science, leisure and hospitality, and fine arts. Those salary ranges are $32,000 to $38,000 a year. Within That's the median salary within five years of graduating with your degree with these majors. So I don't know if money is important to you or not. Based on our previous conversations, you're going to need some money to pay off these student loans because college keeps getting more expensive. Cost of living is more expensive. Everything is more expensive for you except the salary you're getting or everything's going up for the salary you're getting to pay for all those expenses. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do to keep yourself out of the hole? That's the plan. I don't know. You know, it's not looking good as far as that because you don't want to get the debt because you already have enough expenses in the first place when you're graduating from college. You know, that's probably why you're seeing the millennials live with their parents longer and not leave until after they turn 30 because they have a whole bunch of expenses. They have a whole bunch of debt that they can't necessarily afford to move out on their own with the with the rising cost of living happening everywhere. So I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah, man, I, I agree. Uh, I'm not going to get into what kind of school you should go to and all that because we did that in that previous episode. This is strictly about major, major right? Yeah. And what you need to do, right? So I went to a liberal arts school, right? And I want to make this very clear, right? I'm the poster child for the, I, I have a degree in ancient studies. I have a degree in humanities, classics. Liberal arts does not have the business back then did not have the business school. So at Ohio Wesleyan, where I went, which is a great school, I'm glad I went there. It helped me tremendously, right? Always, always advocate for it, as you know. Uh, but they've added a business section, right? They've right. added those those type of hard skill businesses out there. Because ultimately, what was the liberal arts after all these centuries, right? What was it? It was rich people hanging out, learning some skills to look good and brag in front of their friends. How good do you speak Greek? How good do you speak Latin? Can you play the violin? Can you recite Homer? Right? <laughs> like all this stuff. That so you know, I hated philosophy. That was terrible these were, the, hey, these were the ancient trust fund babies. These were the ancient Scott districts of the world just hanging out, doing right. whatever they want because they got unlimited money, right? So that's what the liberal arts was. So it's really hard to say going in, are you going to major in philosophy, right? Uh, history, uh, all that stuff that's interesting and makes you a better person, more well-rounded, but what? does it make you the bread? Are you getting the paper? Unless right? you're going to be a teacher. Like when I say teacher, I mean like a, a college professor, you know, and you get like all the degrees that go along with it. Maybe at that point for history or what you're, what you majored in, maybe. Other than yeah, that, but professors don't, you know, I mean, they don't make huge money or anything. Like, I don't know I mean, what a professor makes, do you know? Right. I mean, once they get their doctorate and everything and they get published and all that stuff, I mean, I think they can, they can make over 100K. Well, no, well, if, they have, if they're a well-written author and stuff like that, well, that's that's a whole different thing, you know what I mean? But if you're just mm -hmm. the average professor at a community college or something like that, I don't know what possible. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't you know, know what I mean. mean? Like, yeah, you know, I had some of the top professors in the field. I mean, the guy I had translated Herodotus into cities for uh, Barnes and Nobles. Yeah, right. I know I know that dude was making some money because he had all kinds of books and stuff like that. You know, you wouldn't think so, but, you know, that's where the money's at is the books and everything. That's how they make their money. But, you know, yeah. most of them I can't imagine are doing that. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I mean, 
what do you think? Uh, it's just hard. Like, if you have a loan, you're going to a school that costs as much as some of the schools we go to now, like 60K and stuff like that. And you're going to make 30K coming out of school. You know how long it's going to take you to pay back a four-year loan on that? Woo! Yeah, yeah. In school, yeah. And you go to like, not, if you go to a private school, it's going to be most private schools are going to be at least 40K a year at this point in time, I would say. 35, 40K. And that's like the low end for private schools. From what yeah, I and then you, Yeah. And then you throw in the room and board and like state schools, out of state, state schools are just as expensive. Right, right. So, you know, you, go, you can go to those state schools and that's good, but then you also have to go to have, you have to have like larger classes and everything. So are you going to be able to adapt to that environment? You know, being in a class where there's 500 people and a teacher's assistant is lecturing for that class. Are you, are you going to be able to learn anything? Are you going to be able to take something from it? I don't know. I don't so let's know. get in. So I don't know how many of you had to consult with your parents before you picked a major. I know I didn't, obviously. So here's a list of stuff. If you really want to piss them off or you really want to do something <laughs> stupid, waste your parents' money, I got the list for you, right? You yes, want to just hang out? You want to just hang out in the fraternity house and kick it and have festivals and girls over and have some drinks? Or if you're in a sorority and you just want to kick it and have parties and not waste your time with anything important and waste your parents' money to have a good time for four years. We got some for you. These are for you. So we got <laughs> adventure education, Plymouth State University. This includes courses of rock climbing fundamentals, canoe paddling fundamentals, wilderness expeditions, and whitewater kayaking. What do you think? Sounds fun. Sounds adventurous. I mean, where's 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 it at? Where's this major at? Plymouth State University, Plymouth State. I would think that's where's Plymouth, Rhode Island or something. Somewhere right? northeast, Massachusetts, right? something Probably Massachusetts. Northeast. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. Uh, Plymouth University is in New Hampshire. New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. We're, right. we're, we're right, Same, right area. We're in the area. Astrobiology, University of Washington or Penn State, right? Includes courses of planetary habitual habitual habituability, right? Now, how the hell are you going to go to school for a major to live on another planet? Do you know how far you are? You're watching too many Brad Pitt movies, Ad Astra, whatever the hell you're watching. You're <laughs> staying in no space. We're not going to live on no planets in our lifetime. We can't even barely get to the atmosphere with Jeff Bezos, who has five gazillion dollars, and all these other guys with all this money, right? So how the heck are we going to go live on another planet? True. So what do you think? Can you imagine going to your parents and saying, what are you studying? Oh, living on another planet. <laughs> I mean, How would that go? Uh, maybe they just have some understanding understanding and supportive parents, and they'd be on board with it. You know, hey, you have to figure yourself out, find your journey, go from there. But I'm only paying for four <laughs> years. I'm only paying for four years. Anything outside of that, you're on your own. So you better figure it out. So, yeah. Then we got auctioneering. That's at Hack. It's central Pennsylvania. I used to live in Harrisburg. It's right downtown. It is Pennsylvania's community college auctioneering. What do you think about that? Learn how to talk fast, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not going away anytime soon. People are always going to be buying and selling stuff on the regular. So why not? Bring it back. I mean, it will replace eBay and all that stuff. Bring it to live auctions. It's important. Now, this one, I actually want to call this school, and we should have done it live on this podcast. Yes. I want to call Carnegie Mellon University and ask him, how can you take somebody's money to major in bagpiping? Bagpiping is a major. Example of courses in the bagpiping major include studio, 
theory and history. Bagpiping majors go on to become bagpipers. <laughs> I mean, so things go like what salary what, is for a bagpiper. Well, you what like what theory are you getting from bagpiping? You know what I mean? Like, what how's that work? Bagpiping. I don't theory. know. I guess you star in a Braveheart sequel. I can't think of what else you do with it, right? I can't either. So, I mean, Braveheart movies, weddings. I have seen them at weddings, but I don't know what you do with that at all. So here's this one. Comedy writing and performance. Isn't comedy something you either got or you don't? Maybe not. I don't know. That's usually, at Humber College in Canada. I mean, usually, but I think it's how they can enhance their skills and make it a little bit better. So I, can, I might be able to see that, but you know, there's a lot of people in Hollywood and New York and everything. That's a lot of competition. You better be good. If that's what you're going into and you're going to school for it, first of all, make sure it's a good school where they have good representation. And second of all, you better be able to pull it off and be able to beat the competition out there. Otherwise, you won't get paid. It'd be stuck with student loans like we talked about previously. How about comic art? Minneapolis College of Art and Design. I mean, comic books is big money, but I mean, I don't know what they make. I don't know what they make, but I figured that you have to be in, in the game for a while for you see that, that those paychecks coming in. So. so how about this one? Costume technology at DePaul University. Costume technology. Sounds important. Draw, uh, it, it includes drawing for designers, costume construction, costume design. Jobs for costume technology include costume design and wardrobe assistant. <laughs> It kind of sounds like it kind of sounds like the DAP program, University of Cincinnati, like their fashion design program. Um, something that, that's kind of you know on, on par with what that is. I'm maybe not exactly on exactly what it is, but it sounds like it's in the ballpark. You know what? I want to make fun of Egyptology from Brown University, but it's essentially what I have, so I'm gonna pass on that one to go to the next one. <laughs> yeah, probably smart. You, can, you definitely make fun of yourself on that I one. Got nothing. I like that. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I do have a question. How'd you how'd you come to that to do ancient studies and humanities classics? What made you decide to do that? Just interesting or what? Yeah, I'm a history guy. You know, I started in and had to take something, you know, majoring. Basically, I just wanted to play football like all of us, right? But, you know, I wanted a degree. I, I, at one point, I wanted to teach, and then I found out that was a terrible idea. I didn't want to teach. I don't like kids. Uh, don't want to be around them too much. So, ultimately, um, I realized teaching was a bad, bad idea right away. I actually was doing a little subbing at my high school right out of college. I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Not for you, huh? Gotcha. <laughs> now, it's never made me – actually, I can't say it hasn't made me a dime because I've had to have the, a four-year degree for the job. You know, I currently have and I've had to pass, right? But uh, the actual what I studied probably hasn't made me too much money. If you uh, actually, it's costing me money because you know I'm quite the avid reader and buy a lot. So that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, now the liberal arts college experience is supposed to make you a well-rounded person. I believe it does. I believe it makes you better in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? But from a hard skills perspective, which is kind of what we're getting at here for getting paid, right? Maybe not the best. All right, I don't even know what this is. Farrier Science. You know what this is? No, not at all. So this is Mesa Lands Community College. I don't know where that is. Mesa uh, Lands? Maybe it's out in like Arizona. I don't that's know. what it sounds like. You're right. Example courses include uh, horseshoeing theory, <laughs> blacksmithing. Uh, so this has something to do with horses. Right. Uh, maybe you can use that. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fermentation sciences. 
I guess that would be like a brewmaster, right? right that's what it sounds like. That yeah, kind of okay. cool. I mean, uh, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of demand for that, especially now. Especially now. here's here's what you should have done: floral management from Mississippi State University. Floral <laughs> management. Yeah, you know me and my my uh, my <laughs> knowledge as far as the flowers and gardening and all that stuff. Like you know, that right up my alley. Yeah, I don't think I mentioned our fashion episode, but floral shirts suck. But uh, <laughs> floral design, retail, forestry, operations, management, interior planning, design, and maintenance, floral management. I think it's Thanks. needed, though. I don't mean it's ever going away. Like, you think about everything that where you're going to utilize a florist. Might not be a bad thing. I know plenty of people that own different greenhouses. You got plenty of events that are always going. They're always going to need some kind of floral. There's business. a demand for it, but I think you would also, unless it was your business, you can't make any money. That's right. That makes sense. Like you got to own your own business. So in a, in a lot of ways, like I guess we got to look at it this way, from an entrepreneur's uh, perspective, right? Like if you own any of these businesses, right, you're probably making some money. But if you're just going to work for somebody else in some of these fields, I can't see you making any money. Yeah, I don't know. No, I agree. Well, no, I agree with you for sure. Jazz studies from the University of North Texas. Wouldn't you think it'd be in New Orleans or something? You would think. You would think. I didn't know jazz was popular from North Texas. So. Metal smithing and blacksmithing. We haven't had. We haven't needed blacksmithing since jousting, right? <laughs> uh, Who you think's making the horseshoes? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> probably a machine somewhere. That's probably uh, mortuary science. That's kind of that's not that's, going away. That's big money. Actually. That's big money right there. That's hey, big money. No one's talking you about can it. That's handle. The truth. Yeah, if you can handle it and get used to it, I know someone that went into that. They love it. Girl, girl, yeah. girl, church with love. Not it. my thing, but it's not now. Not my thing either. Seven businessmen. Yeah. How about nautical archaeology? I mean, kind of cool. I mean, you're gonna be doing a, a lot of scuba diving and you know finding all the crazy animals that are at sea. If I if I understand that correctly, believe so, it or not, that is Texas A&M University. Uh, oh, here we go. There's a great major. I could just see my dad if I told him this one. Pop music, University of Southern California. Yeah. <laughs> I guess practicing to be in a boy band. You better be good, right? Better be good. Simon Cowell on speed dial. That's right. Uh, popular culture. That's kind of what we do, right? Popular culture. <laughs> I guess we should, we should have gone and gotten degrees for that because we are allowed. You're not going to believe what school this is either. This is an Ohio school. You know which one it is? Oberlin. Bowling Green does popular culture. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever it takes. And know. then I got some real quick ones here. I, I have no idea what you do with this. I thought Puppet Master was a terrible movie. Puppet <laughs> Arts at the University of Connecticut. Puppet Arts. Example of courses include puppet production techniques, voice addiction, scene design, painting, trends in contemporary American puppetry. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let you go with that one. Let me know what you think. No, I've, I have nothing to say about that. I mean... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's never going away. Apparently, you know the 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 puppet the puppet dolls always kind of uh, the puppets actually always freak me out a little bit. So I don't know what to think about it. Well, it's University of Connecticut. 
a lot of people got money in Connecticut. I guess you're not planning on doing anything with your major if you're a puppet master. I guess you just uh, live off that trust fund. I guess. All right. Recreation and leisure studies. That sounds like something I can get down with. University of North Texas. North Texas has some crazy, hey, they have a range of degrees. Yeah, they do. Bad studies and then what recreation and leisure studies. So, I mean, what are you doing with that? Are you trying to ultimately prepare yourself to be like the game master for gym class? I don't know. And I like this one. Sexuality studies, also in Ohio school. Which one would this one be? Uh, Otterbein. The Ohio State University. Example, of course, includes sexuality, religion, history of modern sexualities, and sexuality in sport. Uh, (laughs) Sexuality studies majors can find jobs in social services. Didn't you just get done saying that's a $32,000 a year job? I did. Okay, there you go. So I bet you it's interesting, but other than that, it might not get you paid. Might be interesting, but it might not get you paid. So, you know, some people are doing whatever because they love it. It's what they want to do and more power to you. But I'm trying to live this life and not be in debt and end up with um, generational wealth. So because of that, I like to choose something that's going to make me some money. Dane might feel differently, but that's how I feel. How about <laughs> turf grass science from Penn State University? I guess you know what? Hey, those guys know what's going on. I mean, hey, obviously you can tell by Penn State's field; they have natural grass. They don't have field turf or whatever. I trust them. It's a good thing. And then the one I absolutely would not do is wildlife. No, right? not at all. Hey, I got a quick story here, Coach. You know, went to. <laughs> Me and the running back room together in college, right? We took animals in their environment. And I think uh told a coach, you know, he said, <laughs> what did he say? He's like, uh, the running back, you know, I won't name him, said, well, you know, I like animals and stuff. He goes, what are you, stupid? Because <laughs> it was hard. Like, we had a hard time. <laughs> yeah, see, it, hey, it coach lab. knew. Hey, they cut open the pigeons and everything looks the same. It ain't all colored like in the book. Dude, that is tough. Tough. Stay away from wildlife. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. So that's some of the crazy majors out there. Don't waste your parents' money. Actually, I don't care if you do. That's on you. But what do you think? I agree. I mean, if you're gonna do it, I mean, I guess you can go out there and you know you're gonna waste your parents' money and have a major's not gonna pay you a lot of money. So there's a lot of money being wasted. A lot of a lot of opportunity being left on the table. Just think twice about it. That's all I gotta say with that. Yeah, and if you're using, if you have to work for a living while you're making, while you're going to school to pay for your school, and it's even dumber, you know. But listen to this: like, uh, I think we need to call Carnegie Mellon University and ask them what I'm supposed to do with a bagpiping major. And let, that's a good school, isn't it? That's out of Pittsburgh. I never heard of that from somewhere. That's that's Pennsylvania, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good school. So, what's going on with that? Let's see what they're thinking. Yeah, yeah. I want to know how you make money bagpiping. So. <laughs> Four-year degree. Four-year degree to bagpipe. That's impressive, though. Like, for real. I don't don't really really know what to say about that. (laughs) What the the fonts were that got that degree and see why they got that degree and what they're doing with it now. How's it helping them out now going forward? So, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what your previous 20 bagpipe major graduates are doing right now. (laughs) Yes. We need to know how much they're making. Yeah. All right, third seven. We're gonna put, we're gonna go on NFL. 
Lots of quarterbacks going around the NFL, signing deals. Lots of quarterbacks to be moved. Lots of changes happen on the, on the landscape overall. First of all, there's big news. Deshaun Watson going to your Cleveland Browns. Dane, dude, how are you feeling about this? Oh, man. I'll tell you what. The Browns have a way of testing fandom like no other team. Six picks, including three first-rounders, uh, guaranteed $230 million. His agent tweets out what they call this in the NBA, Supermax. And he tweeted out an orange jersey, which was ugly. And I was – I don't know, man. I, I, I have some serious problems with this. I've gone on record on this podcast on Twitter saying I don't think Deshaun Watson's very good. I know I'm in the minority of that, but I, I watch a lot of football, unlike most of these people on TV that talk all this stuff and don't actually watch the games. I watched Deshaun Watson play in Cleveland in the cold two years ago where they didn't score a point. Uh, I've watched him have a terrible playoff game. I've watched him have receivers like Hopkins, who are some of the best in the league, right, that he's gotten to play with. Never elevated Houston anywhere. Uh, I, I This is such a risk. And Baker showed me he can win a playoff game, right, when he's healthy. I mean, last year, last seven, eight games of the year when they made their push, he was third in QBR, smoked the Steelers, just lit them up. Uh, right. was rookie of the year and broke the rookie touchdown passing record. Dude had four coaches, several different offensive coordinators. He was completely mismanaged last year with his injury. And it's not just him. How many players were mismanaged with injuries last year you hear coming out of the locker room, yep. right? Now – I can't speak to the stuff that's coming out now about him not being an adult, not working hard and uh, not a good teammate, bad locker room. And you heard some of that with Hooper going on here uh, with just signing with Tennessee, who I don't know why. If ten See, if Tennessee watched any video of Hooper, if he actually did catch the ball, he's just going to fall as soon as he catches it. And you just wasted your money. And I'm glad you did. But uh, I, you know, when you look at the Watson thing, 22 sexual assault accusations, right? And yep. we must say they're accusations. We're not saying they're true. There's civil, civil suits for each of them, though. There's you know, civil so. suits for each of them. There's several girls that came forward that said that they had a good experience with him, which I don't know if he paid them to say that. Uh, there's that many more girls involved. Then there's probably girls that probably didn't come forward at all because they didn't want to be out there. Right. Uh, like, this isn't like a one-off thing. Like, this is like, I've never seen anything like this, really. Has there anything been comparable to this for an athlete like this on this I level? This I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Like, not this, not to this magnitude. I mean, it's, there's obviously there's something, something going on. But, you know, you, you don't have any details of anything yet. You know, it's going to be – it's going – you know, they just – it's not like he was found innocent in the criminal trial. They just decided not to take the trial, right? And why is he messaging girls that aren't massage therapists for a massage? Like, yeah. there's just a lot of stuff that you can't really – I, I, like, this is – and, you know, Peter King from Sports Illustrated came on. He bashed the Browns for this move. Uh, a lot of teams did. We, I, I messaged you on Twitter. Mitchell Schwartz came out, a well-respected player, Super Bowl champions, played for the Browns with the yep. Kansas City Chiefs now. 
really get down this deal and how how players always want to see other players get paid. I mean, that's how bad it is where other players will actually come out and say this doesn't feel right. Right. Uh, so take away the fact I don't think he's that good. Right. I I like if we're talking a year from now and he actually plays, right? Say for one, he's gonna be suspended a minimum of six games at least, right? I know Roethlisberger was suspended six and it was reduced to two. And that's why they signed Jacoby Brissett, which I did like that signing to have a backup that plays kind of a similar game roll out, uh, can run that run first offense. And we talked too. Deshaun Watson is actually a better fit for Stefanski's terrible offensive game plan. Right. He wants to take, he wants to take football back 30 years and run the football and, you know, like, do everything everybody else isn't doing instead of letting your quarterback like Herbert and Holmes and all these guys back up and burrows and launch the ball over place and win right. game. Right. So from that standpoint, Deshaun's a better fit. I think if Baker's in the right offense and shotgun, they're letting him launch the ball around like these other quarterbacks are allowed. I think we're going to be in trouble. Uh, I don't know. What's your thoughts on the Watson thing? It's hard for me to, Come to I'm I'm a fan, so it's really hard for me. So you're a Bengals fan. You're coming from a neutral view, even if not neutral. You dislike the Browns. What do you got? Like I probably have as far as actual quarterback play. I probably have a, a higher opinion of Watson's play on the field than what you do. As far as that, I think he is a little bit better quarterback than what you're giving him credit for. But I don't know. I can't say that. Like everything's set aside. I can't say that he's worth everything the Browns gave up to get him. You know, like you're really banking, you know, how many picks? Six picks? Don't Six. Three so, first rounders. Yeah. The other picks are high too, you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm giving three first rounders for, for him. That's the thing. Like, I think he could definitely – I think he could definitely carry a franchise. I just don't know. With him, he hasn't played football for – he hasn't played football for a year. The time that he did play before, Houston wasn't that good, you know. Now maybe that was part coaching, you know, they got rid of Hopkins, all that stuff, or whatever. But now you have everything on top of that as far as all the, you know, the civil cases, the girls coming out, talking about everything as far as whatever he had allegedly did or did not do. Um, it's just tough. And I can't imagine that the Browns would even want to deal with the potential PR. But he said, like, Oh, I didn't bring that up, but they're already getting killed by some of the local right. And and maybe they maybe maybe they they prepared for it, they know it's happening or whatever. I think I just think it's tough to give up. It's just it's double whammy, right? It's like yeah. right, you go get this quarterback, he's in some legal he has some legal issues right now, so that's a PR hit. You give up however many draft picks you gave up to get him, and he hasn't really proved himself completely to be like that guy. He has potential to be that guy, like as far as like a leader on the team and everything, but there's just such a cloud over him right now. I don't know if it's worth it. And is he that much of a step up from Baker? Like, for me, if I'm going to give up something like that, like, this dude better be like, you know, Aaron Rodgers. You know, Some people Holmes. think he is, though. Some people think he is. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's that necessarily. People um, think he's Patrick Mahomes and that. I mean, that's what you're hearing on a lot of these shows. I don't know where they're seeing it, but. Yeah, I, I don't know about that, you know. And it's hard to tell, too, because a lot of times it's Houston teams, they were playing from behind. So he's throwing the ball over the place, trying to make plays, trying to catch up. So he's, he's padding stats that way a little bit, too. So tough to tell. <clears throat> you know, you hope, you hope none of it's true, but, like, 
you know, obviously you hope that, you know, the the the, the girls that came out and said what they're going to say, you know, hopefully everything is taken into account and their voices are heard and, um, you know, it's not just swept under the rug. You know, something did happen. Hopefully, you know, there's some kind of justice can happen on their behalf and it's, it's recognized, you know, but, you know, you know, I always want to say, you know, innocent until proven guilty. It's just tough. It's super tough when there's like 22 cases, 22 different women out there that have voiced their case. And you don't know how many more there could be, even though there's more that have come out and say, no, we support him. You know, how many more are out there that just didn't want to say anything? Yeah. And, you know, we don't even know, like, I don't know what truly happened. You know, there's obviously different degrees of, of sexual misconduct or sexual assault or whatever it is. You don't know what happened. So it's hard to say, but something had to have happened one way or another, like what I said. Instant to proven guilty is just tough when there's 22 separate cases against him on it. So I don't And know. clearly way more people from right. some of this stuff. So, yeah. I, you know, like I said, the Browns can really test a person's fandom. I, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a win at all costs type of guy. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. Right. I, I want to win when I played, when I watched my teams. I want to win. This this makes it difficult. I think this really. I think a lot of Browns fans are looking at themselves right now and thinking, "Did we really sign up for this? Is this is, really right? Is it, is it? Yeah, is it right? Is it worth signing up for this? Like, if they if it does happen, say if, say he takes him and wins the Super Bowl, but fifteen of the twenty two cases he has to go and he has to settle. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, what does that say? Is it worth? Yeah. It? And, I tried to compare it to the Roethlisberger situation, but those were two separate occasions at a public place, right? One was both were in like nightclubs or something, right? Something like that. Yeah. As bad as those were, that it's not even on this level. This is this. I've never seen anything like this. This is. I, I hate. I bolder to say the word, but there's this. You know, if you're watching 2020, this is predator stuff, right? So I mean, it's. You got to see what's going on, you know? Right. Like, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, over the next few months, you know, what comes out and what happens. And we'll see if Cleveland made a mistake or not overall. But me personally, I wouldn't have gone that route. As a fan, I'd have a hard time, you know, backing that route. There's some things where it's like, you know what? People made mistakes in their past or whatever. And then you can be like, all right, maybe they've rehabilitated. They won't do anything like that anymore. Like, Case in point, Joe Mixon, you know, he he hit he hit a female when he was a freshman in college. I think he was 17 years old. I honestly think it was a – I won't say it was a mistake. He meant to do it. It's on video. But I think it's something that he learned from, and I don't think he's going to make that kind of mistake again overall. And I think he's been a basically a model citizen from that point going forward, and I think he's been good. And I think, I think he learned from his experience. I don't know if that will be the case. You know, and I know it's not, it's not the same, it's not, it's not the apples to apples comparison at all. You know, it's tough. You know, it's just, it, I just know as a fan, it'd be hard to get behind. I, I see why you'd have trouble doing that. Here's one other thing that concerned me about his agent comparing it to the NBA. What do they tell NBA players to do all the time? Sign the contract for the max money, then force your way where you want to go. Right. So just because he signed this, now he's got this deal and the Browns are on the hook, they have to pay him, right? What? Because he didn't want to go to Cleveland, right? It's pretty right. clear, right? He wanted to go to these one of these other places, but he, he needed the guaranteed money. 
His agent probably pressured him to get the guaranteed money. He's going to have all these people he's going to have to pay off to go away. And just think about it. These are 22 women. We don't even know how many were paid off to go away. Uh, and who's to say he doesn't sign this contract and do what, you know, like Harden did and sign the big contract 50 million a year and say, I don't want to play here anymore. And then just get fat and not try and force your hands. So, I mean, I don't, there's no protections in this contract. It looks like. So from that perspective, I'm a little worried too. When I hear someone, someone's agent throw around NBA like contract, the first thing I'm thinking is sign the max money force your way where you want to go after you sign the contract, right? That's what Ben Simmons did. I mean, what do you think on that? I haven't heard anybody take that take yet, but I've been thinking about I it. Know, I, I haven't thought about that take, to be honest with you. It hadn't really crossed my mind in that way. But, I mean, yeah, it's like I can see what you're saying with it because that is how NBA players do their contracts, really. You know, they go, they sign their max, and then, you know, when it's coming up, it's like, you know, I want an extension, I want a trade, or whatever it is, they usually have the leverage as far as that. Where it's a little bit different in the NFL because typically – Owners have the leverage, or the teams have the leverage because there's not, not in this yeah. situation, but typical contracts, it's the player does not, they do not get the maximum amount of money. Where in this situation, Deshaun Watson has a max contract and it's all guaranteed. And you like never see that, you know, in the NFL, unless it's like a one year deal. You don't see it like for a five yeah. $230 million deal and the whole thing's guaranteed. You just don't see it. Yeah, that. it's guaranteed. And then you know, now he can just be like, he's getting that money. Who's to say, you know how these guys are like, oh, my hamstring hurts. You know what I mean? Right. And then behind closed doors, he's like, trade me to so-and-so. And I, I don't like guaranteed contracts. I think that's what kept the NFL. I, I like it for the players, but I think what keeps the NFL great is people have to try. Right? right. Too many I, – I, I hate to accuse athletes of not trying in other sports, but we know it happens. Once they sign the big contracts, some of them want to be great. Some of them want to take that money and go hang out, right? So, yeah, it, it, I don't know. Just yeah. that's something to look at. This is a complicated situation. Uh, it's I don't, some, it's something that's going to go forward. Like we'll, we'll probably talk about this in other episodes because it's not just going away anytime soon. I mean, it's going to be. They will be talking about this the entire NFL season. This will be the headlines, along with Brady's last year and whatever else is going on. This will be the headline, right? Right. So this is a franchise defining trade. If Houston plays their cards right with these picks, imagine what they can do. They could be like the nineties Cowboys when they got rid of Herschel Walker. That's what kind of deal this is. That's true. That's true. So, and we better get moving because I know we wanted to, to keep things short as far as everything this episode. So I know we're talking about other quarterbacks that have gone to different teams. So we're talking about like Matt Ryan got traded to the Colts. Marcus Mariota is now with the Falcons. Baker Mayfield, don't know where he's going to go yet. They're talking about Steelers, but they're not sure yet. You know, there's a lot of other veteran quarterbacks that are out there. Is he better than those, or is he going to go to a situation where there's already a starter? He's going to try to beat them out. Not sure what's going to happen with that yet. We'll probably talk about that in the upcoming weeks as far as yes. But, um, you know, that's, we'll see how that's going to, how all of that's going to unfold. So um, we'll keep moving, though, as far as everything. Uh, we'll go ahead and move to rapid fire. And – uh, college majors, rapid fire topics. Dane, what do you got for him, man? All right. You have to choose one or the other. All this right. That. Gun this to your that. head. This, you have to choose. All right. All right. Rapid fire edition. What will Rel do? All right. Number one, you're going to do auctioneering or comedy writing performance to make your living? To make my living? Oh, both are terrible for me. Um, 
auctioneering because I know I'm not that funny of a person. All right, so we'll do auctioneering. All right, comic art or costume technology? Neither. Uh, costume, te- costume technology. I can't draw either way. It's going to be comedy <laughs> regardless. Uh, I'll say costume technology because I can utilize computers somehow, make it work. Okay. All right. <laughs> Egyptology or farrier science? I don't know what farrier science is. That was the horse one. Oh, that's right. Egyptology, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a reason for it, but I don't really mess with horses too much. So Egyptology. Egyptology, yeah, they stink too. <laughs> uh, floral management or jazz studies? Floral management or what? Jazz studies, jazz. Ooh. I'm going floral management because I feel like there's always going to be a market for it. Floral management. I'm down for it. Floral management? Especially if I can own the business, floral management. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're right. That one's a little easier. All right. Adventure education or bagpiping? I guess adventure education. Even though I went whitewater rafting one time and I about went out the back of the raft, it was almost a traumatic experience, but I hung in there. I was going whitewater rafting, some K-Swiss, probably wasn't smart to do, but still did it, made it out alive, and um, I guess I'll try it again, I suppose. So, yeah, adventure education. I'll go All right, that. so that's Good. a rapid-fire edition. Uh, <laughs> major selection. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I uh, think half that stuff. All right. We're up next. We got we got, we got we got get real with Dane. Dane. Who you getting real on? So many topics, but I gotta do my boy Kevin Love again. <laughs> Man, you let LeBron dunk on you last Hard. night. Hard. yourself again. <laughs> again. You just never cease to amaze me. How many times has Kevin Love been on the get real segment? I don't know. But go up and see. He's a favorite guy. And you know what? J.B. Bickerstaff, get real. You know, LeBron knows – everybody knows the Lakers are out of it. LeBron's just padding stats, right? He's going to come down. He's going to shoot the ball. We just singled covering. Just let him walk down, do whatever he wants. Then he dunks on Kevin Love. I, I hate it. The Cavs laid down for him in Cleveland, let him play. I hate that. J- the Cavs season is over. You know, when Sexton got hurt, they're still playing awesome. I felt like they were a true contender. Then when Ricky Rubio got hurt, it was never the same team. And now Jared Allen's hurt, and all these guys, and Karis LeVert's been hurt, and everybody's hurt. JB don't know what he's doing. And we let LeBron roll us on an awful Lakers team. They're done. Get real. It's over. Your season is over. You will go in the playoffs and bow down. That's why I got my guardians on. I'm ready for some baseball. I've already moved on. I'll be watching, you know, playoffs. Anything can happen. People get hurt, but I'm ready for some baseball. That's all I got. Get real Kevin Love for the 10th time or whatever. <laughs> Kevin Love, always Dane's best friend, favorite player, favorite guy, favorite yeah. guy for sure. And uh, he shows that every time he talks about him in the get real segment or he has a segment where he's clowning them. So no, that's all right. So today with mess with your money, I was trying to find situations where people were actually messing with their money, where they're losing money. Couldn't really find that. So I want to give props 
to your boy, Matthew Stafford. I believe you didn't give him a chance before. You say he was garbage in Detroit, said he couldn't be a winning quarterback. Either he came back and he beat my Cincinnati Bengals. I will still give him props. I'll give him his roses because he is getting paid with a new contract. He signed for five, was no, four years, $160 million. 130 of that is guaranteed. So before this contract, he had a career earnings of $239 million, right? So that's going back to 2009, where he had contracts. One, the first one was six years, 72 million. The next one was three years, 53 million. The next one was five years, 135 million. And now he has this one that is four years, $160 million, 130 of it's guaranteed. That dude is getting paid. He's living in LA. He's doing all right for himself and it pays to be a quarterback. I still want Caden to be a quarterback so he can get paid himself one day so he can go out and live a good life. So that's what well, I'll give Stafford some credit. He lived 10 years in Detroit. I only had to do two years there. That's two, two years. <laughs> Anybody who's had to live in Detroit, I feel for you, even if you make that much money. But at the end of the day, he should have got beat by Brady on the comeback. A couple calls didn't go their way. Then he got to play Jimmy G, who's terrible. He don't even have a job yet. And then he got to play uh, a guy who just finished his first season in the NFL. So he got lucky. <laughs> who's finished first season? He told Joe Burrow? Yeah. Who's Joe first, Burrow? Season, season two. Yeah, it was his first two. full season. He only played like seven games last year. Uh, yeah, it was late. Yeah, he played a few. But I get you. I get you. He was he was set up. He was set up in a good situation. Uh, yeah, Stafford, so. Stafford got lucky. He got lucky. The Niners beat Aaron Rodgers, the choker for him. He got lucky all the way around. So and you got to give him props though. He get, he still closed the deal even with that luck. There's got to be some luck. He closed the deal. I give him props. Hey, luck's part of it. Luck's part. It of is. It. He did get lucky. So, on that note, we're finishing up the podcast. We're gonna be out next week because uh i'm going to florida taking the kids to disney so i can't promise we have time to actually record a podcast so next week we'll be on hiatus we'll be back in a couple of weeks i'll let you guys know about how the trip was to disney i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of other sports news i'm sure we'll figure out other interesting topics to go with uh i'm trying to think follow us on twitter follow dane at d demand follow me at franchise 1122 on instagram hit us up at always relevant uh on facebook find us at always relevant hashtag always relevant Everything's going to be out. Typically, we put things out on Tuesday. Might go out on Wednesday this week because we're recording a little bit later, but that's okay. Um, Dana, I miss anything? No, that's it. That pretty much wraps it up. Uh, go Indians, Guardians, whatever it is. Guardians, man. Get with the times. Go, go Red yeah. Legs. Hey, for my birthday, Dane's coming down. Everybody's coming down. We're going to have Diamond Club seats. It's going to be a good time. Can't wait for it. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be fun. I'm ready for it to happen for sure. Until then, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Go out there, like, subscribe, share, do what needs to be done. Um, give comments. We want to hear from you. And until then, we'll see you next time in a couple of weeks. Talk to you soon. Later.